well, John, I, I noticed um, I noticed that at the airport they, they've installed something for you. What's that? Uh, at the the McCarran Airport in Las Vegas, Nevada, they've uh, they've installed um, uh, marijuana drop off cans. Oh, so when you're leaving town, yes. you can leave. Oh, yes. I see. So what happens to that collection? Uh, well, I'm assuming, uh, well, not assuming, uh, it, the article that I read obviously yeah. was uh, they, uh, it, Metro uh, Police uh, has, a, has a collective and a cooperative to, to pick up these things and, and destroy them. Uh, I'll help them. Yes, yes. Burn it. Yes. You're going to burn it. I'll burn it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I just had to laugh um, because you, I know what's going to happen. Uh, they, they put these things up, and they're sort of a teal green. Uh, they're very visible, um, and they, uh, they're, they're uh, prior to the security stations, I believe. Um, the picture they showed was a, a, a graphical representation, uh, so I'm not sure um, you know, exactly uh, uh, where, where they are in general, but uh, um, you know they're going to advertise on it. It's Vegas. Yeah, they're gonna add that. It's just like a cab. Yeah, that's you know, <laughs> gonna this, this marijuana <laughs> drop off brought to you by yes. John Thorpe. You know? That's right. Oh yeah, and and it's just gonna it, it's gonna be fantastic. Um, which is why not? Why not yeah, make why money? Not? I mean, we know how to make money off of almost anything. Yeah. Um, but uh, marijuana drop off now, and and you know, fifty percent until people are used to it, fifty fifty percent of the people are gonna be dropping their trash and, and shit in. Yeah, the, in the, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, and, and throwing the water in there because they can't get it through security either. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and again, all I could see was it, it, it's, a, it's a, a great deal like the library drop-off boxes. You, you know, you put your books in and you shove it in there and it drops and then that you can't get it back. Um, so, so retrieval from the boxes is not going to be possible, but I'm sure people are going to try. Um, but, uh, uh, I, you know, I just, I don't know. What do you think about that? You know, I mean, I wondered what would happen when people are leaving to realize, hey, I, I've got some stuff here. Yeah. And I can't take it with me because it's not legal where I live. Right. So how do I get rid of it? Do I just throw it in the trash? Um, I mean, again, I don't know what the, what the police do with it. Yeah. Because, well, you know, the same thing with, with like I said, going through security. You can't have water, toothpaste or something like that. I got, I got hit one time for a can of hairspray. It wasn't for me. I was just bringing it over there yeah. um, to the Philippines. But they wouldn't allow me on the plane with, with uh, even checking in the bag with, with, uh, with an aerosol can. So uh, I thought, okay, well... What do I do? I tried to give it away. And, you know, the people at TSA said, here, do it. No, no, no. I saw I had to get out of line and throw it away. Right. You know, I just trying to find a home for it. My, my albatross are nail clippers. I, I have lost probably five pairs. Uh, and if my mother is listening... She was the cause of losing one of my <laughs> pairs of, uh, and it was a great one. It was like all this, it was like a Swiss Army nail clipper thing. But yeah, nail clippers. I got a safety razor once when uh, going through because uh, I, you know, I had an old fashioned safety razor. I have mm -hmm. a pretty heavy beard when it comes in. So I, that's what I usually shave with. And it has a, you know, removable and disposable razor blade, an old fashioned one. And right. the guy wouldn't let me through. And he, I said, well, what about the regular kind? You know, the, the, like the Bic. one, from, yeah, Bagger yeah. Gillette. Oh, yeah, those are fine, but you can't have a, a okay, that makes sense. So I, I, could, I got to keep the razor. I just had to throw out the blade. Okay. So I meant when I got to, because it was a business trip, I had to go out and find a razor for it. So I learned my lesson on that one. Right. But, you know. I'm just curious. I would love to, to be a fly in the box, I guess, um, you know, uh, other than the trash and all the other detritus that people are going to throw away. But uh, I would love to see, you know, the level 
of narcotic that is thrown away. I mean, you know, people love they, they're, they're going to market it and say it's a marijuana drop off box. But, you know, obviously they're not going to say it's, it's an LSD drop off box or yeah, it's a yeah. methamphetamine drop off box. But is it going to be? I mean, you know, are people going to uh, say, say how convenient? <laughs> you know, yeah, they had something here's like my that. PCP. Didn't they add at the Electric Daisy Carnival? You know, kind of like oh, a, a, that, that you know, an amnesty do. box yes, where you just throw your box. stuff. Yeah. And, and I can remember those from the uh, from the concerts that I went to mm-hmm. back in the seventies. Right. You know, when they had, I mean, they had a whole tent of uh, Haight Ashbury Free Health Clinic doctors there to help people who were just too fucked up that they didn't know what day of the week it was right. or where they were or what the weather was outside because they thought, you know, they were hallucinating. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I remember those. So, yeah, it makes sense. I, I wondered about that. I guess so. You're right about EDC. EDC's coming up. I just noticed yeah. that February, at the end of February, the tickets are on sale. Um, now, tell me if you, uh, you know, and, and for a VIP, all concert, all access, about four bills. Hmm. Does that, does that now, you, you're the big concert goer. I yeah. mean, does that sound... Does that sound reasonable? Well, uh, it's, no, that's it's like two days, right? Two days. Two, days. Uh, two, two and a half days. I okay. Think. Now, yeah. they just announced the lineup yesterday for yes. Psycho Las Vegas this okay. year, which will be in uh, in August at, okay. the, at the Hard Rock. And now that's a, they, they start out with a pool party on Thursday. That's in the evening. So you have Thursday evening, then you have Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. So far, they have 67 bands. Wow. Yeah, and I think they're still going to have to bring in a headliner. And they're starting with the pool party. You, would, yes, <laughs> you think they would have yeah. mid-debauchery. Yeah, yeah. So, so the way that Psycho Las Vegas is, is they have the three stages. And, mm. and really this venue, I think the Hard Rock or any of these hotels in Las Vegas, is, is a perfect venue for that type of concert. Because you have 67 bands over three days, mm. obviously you're going to have to have some of them running simultaneously. Sure. So they have some bands at the pool. Uh, and because it's it's August and particularly in the evening, it's still hot or it starts to cool off. You you have the nightclub uh, vinyl, which seats about well, it doesn't seat anybody. It's all standing, but I guess it holds uh, six seven hundred people. Something vinyl like that. is all SRO. They have a very small section of okay, of for, cocktail tables. Okay, probably hold. I don't know. It looked to me like no more than about twenty. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But other than that, it's all standing. Um, and they have a bar, so yeah, yeah. so so they have vinyl, and then they have, of course, you have the joint, which holds four thousand. So they have those three stages. So you're going to have, um, and you can walk between those in just a couple of minutes, right? I mean, so that makes it a really nice venue. A lot of other hotels, I don't think, in other cities really have that capacity because mm-hmm. the Hard Rock can't have concerts at the pool. They can't have them at these other two places. Yeah. So those tickets are about two fifty. Okay. For the for the full thing. Now for, you for, could okay. get for five hundred. Now they're sold out of those. Those are the VIP. Comes with a cabana. Oh, right. for the whole for the whole three days. Yeah. So I thought, well, gee, a cabana for, you know, when you throw that in there uh-huh. and your own cocktail uh, server, whatever, is, is not a bad, it's a pretty good deal. So, yeah, but as, you know, we, as we've made clear in past episodes, cabanas are not no, a plus. No, that's not a plus. <laughs> it's just a place to crash and lay down there or something, you know, after right. you've been metaled out and, and, and rocked out right. a bit much. You can go right. there and, and so, cool, so, cool your heels. 
So, so actually, I would say that's a better. It seems like a better deal. I mean, uh, but EDC is EDC is a is a monster. I mean, yeah. it's, it's at the Motor Speedway, of course. Um, uh, I've I've shot for EDC. I've shot uh, 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 advertising and uh, logo specific things, but I've never gone to it. I would yeah. like to, but uh, they uh, t- thus far they don't have that enclosed bubble over everything to watch the concert because I, I just don't want to be in the crowd. And, and, and it's also, I mean, when I think of Psycho Las Vegas, I, I don't know how many they have, but you know, let's look at it. They have they have four thousand max at. Um, at the joint, right. they've got, like I said, maybe a thousand for the other two venues together. So are they selling much more than five, six thousand tickets? Where Electric Daisy Carnival is like what a hundred thousand or something along that, or is it easy. just easy? Yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that seems I don't to know. be expensive. Yeah, I don't know if they're up or down in their sales, um, but uh, it's a huge thing. I mean, and, and you know that that's a uh, it's a three day trip for like L A people. They yeah. come, they'll come over and they've got the whole cosplay thing coming over and there. Yeah, everybody's painted different. I've seen co- them at the airport too. Yes. You know, when uh-huh. I've had I've had to travel on business. In fact, I might even have to do it again this year. Yeah, see, I'm always traveling sometime when that is either ending or when it's just starting yeah now yeah a lot of people don't read the the financial news uh about vegas because um uh you know it's it, it's it's big business it's high finance i mean the numbers are are very confusing if you if you if you're not in the industry um but i saw an article uh recently and i, I wanted to ask you if you saw it the mgm's fourth quarter yeah i saw that was it not was, good yeah. um now that, that it could be, you know, not good or sluggish is a misnomer, uh, because and I've got some notes here. Um, the the it was I'm going to say not good because quite simply it was not good enough to offset a, a an increase in revenue in Macau. Macau yeah. is actually kind of stepping it up for MGM um, and uh, showed a, a, an okay fourth quarter. I mean, they're still sluggish as far as that, that particular market. Uh, but the, the, the U.S. market for MGM was so sluggish that it, it balanced out Macau's plus. And uh, I found that interesting. However, in my opinion, uh, the, the, do you know about the, uh, the MGM China, the Kotai uh, uh, casino that's being built or that's built I mean it, it's been the, the, the opening's been delayed over and over and over again and in my opinion I think that they I think they specifically wanted a sluggish fourth quarter reported so they could show a large opening uh, and, a, and a good opening window for Katai I don't know I, yeah. I don't know if they're that diabolical but um, well it, generally in industries they are right I mean they've always been manipulating their numbers uh, for sure. their for their stock for some reason or another and usually it's the other way around right I mean mm. we saw that you know the the classic case of Enron um, of you know hey we're, we're doing shitty yeah. so what what happens well we have all these really bad investments well let's create a company and then we'll sell these bad assets off to them and yeah. then we'll we'll put it down as a sale yeah and that'll improve you know it, well you can do that for so long and then eventually it catches up with you oh yeah and they, then as you saw that that whole thing came oh yeah i mean yeah enron and of course you know the the crash they were uh, it's a term called tranches and you know it was it was the these horrible uh, collectives of of loans that were packaged together and it was, it was just a hor- horrifying and yes i believe that i believe yeah. mgm is absolutely uh capable of doing that now is it you know immoral uh, no, I don't think morality has anything to do with it, uh, or 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 ethics. Um, 
but uh, uh, yeah, I think they're. I, I think it's probably in preparation. You know, they want Kotai and they want the Chinese uh, MGM China market to be huge. Uh, and so basically, what they're going to, I think, they're doing is is clouding over Macau, clouding over uh, the United States market. Um, uh, however. The strange thing in the article was that they referred to Las Vegas as not a growth market, whereas Macau is now a growth market. Uh, uh, and I found that to be relatively damning for Las Vegas, uh, not as damaging as like uh, a few years ago when when. Um, uh, 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 Obama said, don't come here, you know, spend your money in other ways. Uh, a lot of people misinterpreted that, but uh, um, uh, yeah, I don't think we're a growth market. I think you and I have uh, observed frontline, you know, with the parking situation and the no free drinks and this and that, that, yeah, I think uh, there's an underlying struggle in Las Vegas right now that people are not accepting. And I don't think what they, what they, the irony is, is, is is actions like that mm-hmm. charging for parking and not giving away drinks to me it only makes people stay away it's just like well we have to cut our expenses or we have to generate revenue some other way yeah so we'll we'll charge for parking and and drinks and whatever and a lot of people came here as i mentioned before about the the, the psychology of the consumer mm-hmm. is it was a big deal we we dealt with that people coming and wanting the fun books Right. The two for one coupons which you know were, were, were a joke anyway but we didn't have those because we were an upper scale uh, hotel and at our when when we worked there at the beginning of of this century you know in 2000 2001 2002 the venetian had the highest daily room rate on the strip it was about i think it was 165 dollars mm-hmm. which was a lot because you know even back then you could get a room at the stardust for 40 bucks well yeah and 165 was uh rare yeah i mean i was i most of the time when i was asked to quote a room rate it was in the three bills yeah three three twenty five three and a quarter yeah um uh so yeah i you know i i don't know if that's the that's still the case i don't know who's highest right now well i know that when before he stepped down Mm -hmm. and and announced plans to build a new hotel where the old uh, westward hill was yes um that he said that when it was finished that there that according to their projections the rooms would go for around 400 which he thought was a bargain. And I thought, wow, I mean, it's, it's that they've forgotten what, you know, the, the, the Vegas that a lot of people know from right. the 70s and 80s and 90s even, was that you had cheap rooms um, that were pretty sparse, but it was a room, it was a decent room, and the hotel and everything else was nice, but the, the, the idea of this sparse room was encourage you to get the hell out of it. So that it was just a place for you to, you know, shower, shave, take a nap, Take a dump and go back, hit the tables, the right. restaurants, whatever it is, right. and spend your money. Yeah. The Venetians' rooms were, were uh, they were quite nice. They were nice. I mean, the, they had the, the basic, split level. Yeah, the split know. level and, and uh, the step-down living room and, and uh, or bedroom. I can't remember which you, which you stepped down to. Um, but, uh, and they had, uh, they had myriad, you know, uh, versions. I mean, they, yeah. uh, I. Oh, what I found is I did think that their upper, you know, their, their, their larger suites mm-hmm. were kind of wanting. They were just bigger. Exactly. There exactly. really wasn't any other frills you had. You might have had a better view. I mean, yeah. you get a view of the, the, the best view they had, I thought, was the view of the pirate battle. 
Oh, I think, oh yeah. You know, that was great yeah. if, if you had one of those rooms. Yeah. You, could, you could watch it and yeah. it was good. And then they got rid of the pirate battle. I missed the pirates. Yeah. Over then the they had the hot room. chicks and the pirates. Did yes. You, did you see that one? No. No, no I, I don't did. think yeah, I saw that one. The hot chicks and the red outfits. You know, it's great. I, you know, I missed that. And it was so, even when you and I were there, I, you know, and you would hear it going on, it, was, it, it wasn't an annoying noise. It was no. like, oh, that's very cool. Yeah. And, you know, of course, the volcano is still there, uh, which is, uh, uh, you know, the first couple of times you see it is pretty spectacular, yeah. uh, but it's it, it's always very fun. Now, uh, the we talked about in, in in an earlier episode, we talked about the uh, the uh, sort of the um, the archetype dealers. Yeah. But what we didn't really talk about were the people. Yeah. You know, and we saw so many people. Gosh, you and I were talking in in in, in the pre-show. Um, hundreds and hundreds of people yeah. you know and and that's where you know we draw most of our stories uh, you know but um uh you know a lot of the interactions that we had were brief you know where's the bathroom <laughs> yeah that was a big one for me um and uh where's the front desk yeah and, you the know, one that used to get me, me is when you dealt with somebody and sometimes the guests get pissed off they've been waiting in line a long time yeah and so it's like look it's not that we're slow i'm sorry but this guy in front of you he had he asked you know he, his questions were complex or he kept asking and then they would start to leave goes oh one more quick question no it's not a quick question mm-hmm. just because it's it's easy to ask doesn't mean that the answer is going to be quick that's mm-hmm. what I'm curious from my point of view a quick question is where's the bathroom because I can tell you it's right over there and it's done but telling me you know uh, uh, which shows are you playing tomorrow night is is easy to say. But it's going to take me five or ten minutes to answer it, right? right. Because they're going to go over, you know, all, all these uh, different shows. I mean, I don't know what you want. Yeah. So that's not a quick question. No. You, know? <laughs> you know, and 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 we uh, we've discussed it before. Uh, if anybody out there has seen the movie um, uh, for for love of money, for love of yeah, for love of money, uh, Michael J. Fox, yeah. and Gabrielle Anwar, um, uh, he plays a concierge in New York City. Now that's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. Being a concierge in Las Vegas, as we have uh, tried to illustrate, um, uh, there there is no pomp, and no. Uh, there there is a lot of circumstances, we, but they're we, all bad. Yes, it was it was that kind of that blend. I, I'd always say it was cuisine served. Yes. On uh, you know, on paper plates, or we had the you know the fancy uniforms right. missing a paper hat. Right. That's what we really needed right. because it was like next. Right. Yeah. I said we need to have one of the little number counters like they have in the butcher shop. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were we were the in and out concierge. Yeah, right? that's right. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, no, it wasn't like that. We didn't have we didn't have pocketed tickets to shows that we could trade back and forth, and and we didn't really have relationships uh, that were were beneficial official to both ourselves and the customers uh you know we were we were unfortunately a, a very much a, a a glorified um uh, uh you know uh, ticket service yeah. and it um you know it, it it allowed us to at least be involved in the knowledge of the city you know and 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 i and i missed that part yeah uh, uh we were god we were we were so good at knowing almost everything. I mean, and and I it took me probably a year to lose the information in my head, uh, all the way down to numbers. I knew the number to Ambassador Limousine yeah, until only recently. Plus, yeah, LVL, I knew <laughs> LVL, that one. Yeah, and yeah. I knew Smith and Walensky Steakhouse. Yes, yes, because that was it was a great place because it was it was a restaurant. I knew I could get somebody in. 
Yeah, well, you no, know, absolutely. You know, I could yeah. absolutely get somebody, and they almost never said no. Yeah. And Lowry's was another one. Uh, they were Morton's. Great. Morton's was Morton's pretty good. Morton's was very good too. Yeah. Although Morton's all already had a rep coming into town. Yeah. I mean, uh, Smith and Molesky, of course, is and Peter Luger's and everything, but um, uh, yeah, you're right. And yeah. of course, uh, Smith and Molesky is gone now. Yeah. And what people don't realize also is, you know, back then, I mean, yeah, here we are. Back then, it wasn't really all that long ago. Right. You know, the internet was not as extensive as it was, and it, I mentioned before that when we first opened for at least the first six months, maybe the first year, we didn't have internet at the desk. Right, right. Uh, I had a Palm Pilot, remember? And I had typed in there by hand all of the phone numbers we would need right. so I could look them up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then over time, as you said, we, 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 came, we memorized these numbers. We didn't have any sure. on speed dial. Uh, we couldn't look a lot of things up. And then we started getting the internet and security didn't want us to have it. Because again, we had issues with with porn sites. Right. Sometimes it was it was like clickbait, where somebody you know wanted to look at their horoscope, and they would click on it, and all these pop up windows came up. So you know, but for the most part, what we used there was was always very legitimate. Oh yeah, trying to find something. Some now the, you know we didn't deal. Well, that's not true. I was going to say we didn't really deal with gaming um, clientele, uh, but we did. Yeah. Uh, you know, we did. Uh, gaming clientele was always. Um, Boy, that was it. It was tough. It was a fifty-fifty. You know, they were either going to be really cool people that were there, and they were professional gamblers. I mean, they they were yeah. there, you know, big buck kind of guys, or they were too high maintenance. They, you know, they were they were still high high level gamblers, but they were you know they wanted just the blue M and M's and that whole kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, I dealt with a lot of that now. Now, but I, I um, uh, do, do you remember the type of gamblers that, that there are? I mean, uh, the, I'm still again so exposed to the Las Vegas casinos. Um, uh, thankfully, you know, sort of, sort of outside the bubble, I still get uh, in the bubble every once in a while. But um, I, I see the gam, and they've changed. I, I absolutely, wholeheartedly believe that the 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 gaming clientele has changed and I think looping back to the sluggish fourth quarter I think that's the reason why um, uh, uh, the, like for example the Germans it, yeah. is, it is the Germans John uh, they 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 don't gamble mm. they didn't gamble I never had a I, I never had a German whale or high roller did you? No, I didn't. Now, of course, I dealt mostly if I had to deal with the casino with the Japanese. Yeah. And it was either because we did have, we did have, remember when we opened the hotel, we had Kana, yes. who was the uh, native Japanese speaker. And she she worked with us at the concierge right. desk. <laughs> <laughs> but, but she moved over to the, uh, to, to, the, to the casino to be the Japanese casino host. Right. And now sometimes if she wasn't there... Or, or it was somebody who wasn't a high enough player right. where they, they would get a casino house where she wasn't around. They yeah. called me. Yeah. So I dealt mostly with them, with the Asian, with, with, with the Japanese who are not as known as being as, as the, the hardcore gamblers as, say, the Chinese, the Chinese are or yes. others. Now, the, the Japanese, were, some of them were. But uh, but for the most part, no, they weren't. So that's you know, really the, I found the Japanese. I, I I didn't deal with a lot of the major ones because, of course, they have a hosting staff. Uh, but the ones that I did, and you know, the the where the hosts were were out of their element, and it was in, into mine. Um, they uh, 
they were they were uh, idiosyncratic. I mean, they they had very strange needs at once. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I know that um, uh, the Japanese, uh, some, a lot, some Japanese and uh, and some Chinese, um, you know, are big on colors. Like red is bad. Number four is bad. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's even hotels in town that don't have a, a floor with a four in it. Yep. All all or most hotels don't have you know a four thirteen. Of course. And now, of course, Mandalay Bay no longer has a thirty second floor. 30, yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. let's just change the name of it. I mean, it doesn't mean it's not there anymore. It's yeah. just masking the fact. And the same yeah. thing, of course, with 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 the uh, with Chinese and with Japanese, the the the, the number four has the same root shi uh, mm-hmm. in Japanese, it's shi ichinisan shi as death, so to die, oh, shi. Yeah. So yeah. So I, if people didn't know that. You know, level, the fourth level of, of hotels is sometimes not yeah. there. Yeah. They, no, it's there. Like you said, it, it's actually the fourth level. They don't just don't call it four. Uh, but um, and and str- you know, strangely, uh, I had uh, um, a lot of experience with gaming uh, as it regards Latin America. Hmm. Uh, we had lots of money come over from oh, Latin America. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. And they were great tippers. They were great tippers, yes. And they were great lovers of, of companionship. Yes. Uh, I got that question a lot from our, our, our folks from down <laughs> down south. Um, but, and and uh, that was the other thing is that, you know, if we had somebody from, say, Brazil, mm-hmm. um, you're, you're, because it's international travel, Yes. You know, it's it's a foreign country. U.S. is a foreign country to them, it, and it's expensive to get here. The only people who really w- could could afford to come here uh, from those countries are the people who really are at the 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 uh, well off. You yes. know, the the business magnates and what have you. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if you're if you're coming from uh, the Midwest or even you know Texas or something like that, it's not a big deal to come to Las Vegas. And no. you know, so maybe you don't have the money to spend as these other guys because they're coming in from, like I said, from from. Uh, Venezuela or 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 Peru or mm-hmm. Brazil and they've got they got a lot of money because you know that's and they take heavy trips. I mean, yep. they take whirlwind four week. Yep. You know, in Las Vegas is just a yeah, single I stop. I had a guy there. It was during one of the World Cup years. Mm-hmm. Um, so and he was from Brazil and we got talking about World Cup because I really like watching World Cup. Yeah, and um, he gave me I I forget one two hundred dollars because it was his wife's birthday and he wanted to have a, a party. Mm-hmm. So I arranged the party, but one of the things I had to do was go up to his room and turn on the World Cup and have it ready for him. Yeah. So I thought, I can do that. You know, just just go up to his room, he gave me a sure. key, and turn on the television. He didn't know what channel it was, he didn't want to bother flipping through it, because you yeah. know how it is, you turn off the TV and it resets itself back to the hotel. So hotel wanna, advertising, right. yeah. So I would have it on, I would go up there and turn it on, and boop, boop, boop there's the game. Yeah. See, yeah. we did the silliest things, didn't we? Yeah. That was so silly. The worst one, though, was was um, was during the jewelry show when when Stan had to go up there and flush everybody's toilet. Yes, because uh, you know it was the Sabbath. The Sabbath. Yes. Yeah. Oh yes. Uh, strange, strange times. Although he he deserved that. Yeah, he did. Um, <laughs> if anybody deserved it, it was him. <laughs> but uh, um, now, when I said that, I think gaming clientele have changed. Um, you know, we were we were we were fortunate that we, however many idiosyncrasies we dealt with and strangeness and silliness, the people were still. Uh, they they wore their money, yeah. so to speak. Um, uh, whereas I think today's gaming uh, is now at a volume level. You know, uh, Las Vegas uh, thrives on volume anyway. You know, the whales aren't 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 paying the bills. It's the penny slots. Um, 
you know, nowadays you see the, the you know, the, the, the 150 year old woman with the oxygen machine yep. and the cigarette, you know, just slamming the pennies through. Um, and uh, uh, but, um, you know, now, you know, when I walk through a casino uh, a, a quickly <laughs> and going to where I'm going, uh, I, I see the gamblers and they've changed. It's it's no longer I don't know. It's no longer. There's a lot of, you know, uh, backwards turned baseball hats and they they it seems like a hipster crowd has moved in you know and maybe it's more powerful than i thought um but uh they they that but they're looking for cheaper gambling you know you walk through the venetian now yeah uh their dice tables are bare you know yeah, unless yeah. it's unless it's a fight well, weekend well, I remember or something. E- even when they opened that they had said that table games are on the way down and you know the slots were in and yes. it's interesting because they like to call it gaming yeah. and uh actually you know sure craps definitely blackjack poker those yeah. are games they they take some knowledge yeah you look at it you know the you know the odds yeah. you look at it and you calculate it with poker it's the same thing you look for tells there's there's a strategy there's actual strategy those are games right but putting money or putting your card in the slot machine and pulling a handle or pressing a button mm-hmm. that's gambling because you have no control over over what what comes out of that right you know it's just sheer chance and that's the adrenaline rush so yeah. to me there's a difference there's gaming and there's gambling and I know the industry wanted to get away from that term gambling, but no, technically speaking, gambling is just when you, when you put it on there and you say, I have no control over what the hell's going to happen. Right. You know, right. I, there's no strategy involved. There's no way I can, you know, pull slowly on the handle or press the button, to, you know, double punch it or <laughs> Slam something. Slamming the screen. Slamming oh, the, the screen. Woman hitting yeah, the screen. Hitting the screen killing. or the side of it. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, yeah. that's not going to help. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, I, I think gaming has changed. I, I, I think they're, um, and I call them surfers. It's a, it's a little bit, it's only my term. Um, but uh, I, I, I work a great deal at the Cosmopolitan and um, uh, it, I see people that are and and again las vegas is a place where you can't uh you can't determine the type of person it is by their mode of dress yeah you know and you make some serious errors yep i mean there are some heavy whales coming in there look homeless yeah and you you bet every time they're homeless and they're not they have more money than god so you we're all very careful about that but uh if you go to the cosmopolitan beautiful place Relatively high end. Uh, they they cater to uh, a, a a diverse crowd, um, but it's always the people that the and they're younger, you know, they're hipster esque, uh, but they're not dressed well. They're dressed, you know, like they're going going or coming from college, you know, like we all did. Yeah. Um, and they're just looking. They're looky loos. You know, there's a lot of shoppers in gambling, you know, and they'll they'll rip through the Cosmo when they don't see a dollar blackjack table. And they'll rip through Caesars when they don't see a you know five dollar craft table, you know. And so I think a lot of that you know that's where gaming, especially table gaming, is is suffering, because they're they they're they're not changing for those times. They keep saying they're going to make millennial lounges and everything else, and these are generally the type of crowds I'm talking about. Uh, but the, because they're passing by, I mean they're they're, they're you know they're not spending ten, twenty five, fifty dollars, a hundred dollars a hand, which are um, a lot of the tables are now, you know. 
But uh, I see these surfers, these shoppers, and I watch them. And there's nothing wrong with them. They're not. They're not. They're not bad individuals. They're just. They're not going to spend. And so they're. Oh, this is nice. And you know, Cosmopolitan's a pretty cool place to go. And I'll see if I can get into Marquee. You know, yeah. if I have enough juice to get a bottle table, or if I have a friend that's a doorman. But then they pass right on by, and they always end up you know, at the places that can accommodate the budget crowds that are today, uh, the Ellis Islands and the, the, um, the South Points. And, uh, you know, I don't, I think that's why Las Vegas has, has stopped being a growth-oriented uh, market for gaming. Hey everybody, catch up with us next week for part two of this episode. Thanks to everyone listening and watching. You can catch the Pod Bay Door on the Podbean app or any of your favorite podcast apps, including iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher Radio. You can watch the show on our YouTube channel at the Pod Bay Door Podcast. Please download, like, and subscribe. Our social connectivity screen is coming up. Check in with us on Facebook, Twitter, and WordPress. The Pod Bay Door is closed and Talent is out. Hey, everybody. Thank you very much for tuning into the show. We would love to hear your show suggestions and comments. If you're watching on our YouTube channel, please click to subscribe. You can also connect with us on Facebook using at PBD Podcast, on Twitter using at TPBD podcast and on WordPress at thepodbaydoor.wordpress.com.